Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Let me go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into episode uh, 79 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. I uh, just want to apologize for the uh, two week delay. Uh, I've been working on uh, just closing on this house and, you know, getting all packed up and moved with me and the wife from the apartment into this lovely home that we are in now. And we just we closed this past Tuesday and uh we moved in the same day so uh pretty wild right you know closing and moving in on the same day and we had to be out of our apartment by wednesday which is even crazier so we closed on the uh the 9th and our lease was up on the 10th of may so everything just came together the 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 clouds and the heavens opened up and you know god was just like be blessed my child my children so uh you know shout out to the most high and um you know we, we we've been working at this me and the wife been working at this uh for about what about five years now um before five years saving up you know for a down payment on the house and building a nice little nest egg and uh you know i was serious come hell or high water i was gonna have me a home uh, pretty soon and you know she uh when we were dating and it started getting serious um you know, it was a situation where I was telling you, you know, I'm saving money. I was grinding on two jobs at times, you know, picking up little bullshit part time jobs that went straight into savings and, you know, built up a healthy nest egg. Uh, a few few years later, I had to be very stingy with money. And, uh, you know, once we got married, uh, she saw how much I had actually saved up and she was like, oh, shit, this guy is really serious about, you know, our future and building something with me. So, uh, you know, it was it was a tough, tough, tough road uh, getting here. But we here and uh, I'm here with y'all family. So, uh, you know, much love and respect to everybody out there. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry for the delay. Like I said, closing on this house, uh, you know, getting packed up, moved and have Internet service for a minute. But got the Internet hooked up and I am back here with my people and I miss y'all. And, uh, you know, shout out to y'all for going back and listening to old episodes because you missed hearing me talk this shit so uh let's go ahead and get started on this good old summer jam screen first things first i had a tweet that went viral uh from the do rags and boat shoes uh um twitter page so um miley cyrus a couple weeks ago uh was talking about uh she did an interview with billboard magazine talking about that she was done with hip-hop it was too misogynistic it was like suck my cock this and yada yada and she's done smoking weed she wants to uh get back with liam hemsworth who is chris hemsworth brother if y'all don't know who these white men are it's the white dude who plays thor uh his little brother is who she's dating 
Uh, I had to look that up because I knew who Chris was. I didn't know who Liam was. And uh, so I made a thread, right? And this, uh, and it got about over 1,200 retweets, uh, about 1,800 likes. And then from the activity, you can always view your tweet activity. Had about uh, had over 200,000 impressions, 200,712 impressions. So that's the time people saw it. And 85,467 people interacted with this tweet. So they clicked on the thread and actually read through it. So I reached a lot of people. So I, you know, I'm gonna read the whole thread to you. And uh, we're going to discuss some of these uh, mentions I got because two of them just kind of or well, three of them just blew me the fuck away. But let's get started on this tweet. So I started out and I said all this talk about Miley Cyrus reminds me of Mark, Mark Wahlberg, you know, slum with blacks to cash out and then fade back to white. And so I posted a picture of uh, Mark Wahlberg uh, in his uh, cross colors uh, bucket hat. And he has a T-shirt. And I swear to God, this is a T-shirt of Malcolm X. And it says, by any means necessary, right? Then I posted it. Then the next one, it was like, remember when Eminem hit Mark uh, with the fun bunch on TRL? It was fucking funny. They both were on there. And then uh, uh, Carson Daly said something. Eminem was like, yeah, we can just all stand here like a fun bunch, (laughs) you know, making fun of Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, right? So uh, Marky Mark, a.k.a. Mark Wahlberg, came in the game on some yo-yo-yo shit. I posted a video. And then after his breakthrough role, which in the movie Fear, you know, he didn't really look back at the Funky Bunch. And then I posted an article from People Magazine, from People.com. And I said, here's an article, a video distancing himself from his uh, slumming with blacks in the past. So he was on uh, Jay Leno. And uh, he was basically talking about his first appearance on Jay Leno and how, you know, he wasn't in the right mind and all this other stuff. And so and then I said uh, another one was Kid Rock. He came in the game fucking with Ice Cube and Short Dog. He toured with them back in 1990. And I posted a picture of his uh, debut album called Grit Sandwiches for Breakfast. And I said, look at this whack top fade. He used to have a high top fade and he had his hair like uh moosed up like a kid from kid and play and i said after his debut album flopped he made a few eps but didn't score anything big until 1998's devil without a cause and now that the album now that album brought kid some huge success and crossover moolah money uh, ball with the ball was the main driver of that album so bringing him success on radio and mtv with a wider audience kid went full-on redneck and has morphed into what we know now from touring with ice cube and too short to clowning hillary with turd nugget and sarah phelan and i posted a picture of them inside the white house as they were trump's guests making fun of hillary clinton and i said let's so let's get back to miley and her claim of not listening to rap anymore due to misogynistic lyrics and i said the same miley cyrus talking about cocksucking and there was a picture of me uh not a picture of me but a picture of miley uh, on stage with a purple wig on and a bra with some fake titties and a dildo up on stage she has a strap on and i said don't ever believe the hype when one of these artists come through trying to collaborate with blacks they're just looking for a come up which is true 99 percent of them are and i said miley start miley started out on that kid teen pop tip like another turncoat by the name of justin timberlake and you know niggas went crazy when i started talking about justin i said justin had to shed that good boy image so he linked up with timberland for his debut album justified two years later he would do the super bowl with janet and i posted the picture of janet with her titty out and justin looking down at it and i said everyone they mama blamed janet for this blunder she wasn't invited to the grammys essentially blackballed from radio and tv where she was 
and Justin was invited to the Grammys and performed. His career skyrocketed. He never looked back, but Twitter never forgot. And I posted a tweet from the brother, uh, Mr. Ernest Owens, and he says, so this, uh, he, uh, he uh, quoted a tweet from Justin Timberlake, who were, who was said that he was inspired by Jesse Williams at the BET Awards in 2016. And, it, and the quote says, so does this mean you're going to stop appropriating our music and culture and apologize to Janet too? Hashtag BET Awards. And he had this smug reply, and I screenshotted what he said. He said, oh, you sweet soul, the more you realize that we are the same, the more we can have a conversation. Bye. Then I said, so black Twitter flamed JT all damn day, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So after Nipplegate, JT steered clear of blacks for a while, which is true. Took over SNL, did films like Alpha Dog and Shrek 3, and Janet still hasn't recovered from Nipplegate. She hasn't. But at the end of the day, who do we, uh, do we blame the white artists or do we blame the system that appreciates black art in a white face? So my man's uh, Sherman, shout out to him. He hit me back, was like, you preaching, bro, mind blown. And then I retweeted it from my uh, from my regular account, which is Hope Like Dope. And uh, my brother Mike, a.k.a. called me uh, Dollar, he uh, tweeted it out. He retweeted it, and it was all facts. And, uh, you know, he, you know, tweeted at me. He's I like it when people tell us facts. And uh, my brother called me Dollar. Uh, he has over 20,000 people so then that's when it you know started gaining traction and things like that so then people started then i had trolls coming into my mentions and things like that uh one guy came into my uh mentions i forgot his name uh but this guy was he was like well mark Wahlberg, do you know him personally i know him personally uh, he has black and uh, brown friends, and he posted a picture of uh, Mark Wahlberg with some blacks and Mexicans. That still don't mean shit. He came in the game, capitalized off of black music, then he uh, distanced himself away from black folks, kind of shunned it. Now he's, you know, he cashed out, and he went on and moved on. And just like Miley Cyrus is doing out, and the point of the thread was to show that there's so many white folks that do shit like, that does shit like this. Uh, they, they will appropriate our music, our culture, you know, make a shit ton of money off of that. And then, you know, white folks might diddy bop to it a little bit. And it's like, oh, come on over here and, you know, uh, be with us and, you know, kind of lead them niggas back where they are. And then that's what happens as I gave with those examples. Right. And Kid Rock, by the way, he got a half black kid. But um, anyways, and he out here, you know, be flying at stars and bars and be talking all kind of reckless and crazy shit. You know, a Trump supporter. But that don't mean shit. Um, and so and getting back to the point with this uh, first troll, he's talking about, you know, uh, he had so you, you so look, I'm getting ahead of myself. So with this thread, the whole point was to show black folks and other people examples of how what Miley Cyrus is doing is nothing new. And the brother Tariq uh, Nasheed broke it down on the old Mac lessons back in like 2013. And it was called slumming. And uh, that's what inspired the uh, the tweet things from me because I was like, Mark Wahlberg did the same thing, Kid Rock did the same thing, Justin Timberlake did the same thing, and we're going to see the same thing happen with uh, Justin Bieber. And Justin Bieber came through, you know, Usher put him on, then uh, he got caught saying uh, uh, an old clip of him saying racist jokes about black folks, and now he's still out here slumming and trying to thug it out. But once he does something like super duper mainstream, uh, he's going to turn his back and it, we're going to see it happen we are we kind of saw it happen after he kept, kept having little bullshit ass run-ins with the law he was trying to be a good dude they had the roast of justin bieber but 
people wasn't feeling him trying to be a good boy and all this other shit it didn't equate to money so he's like okay let me start fucking with dj khaled uh the migos chance the rapper you know just shit like that and i don't understand why black folks and people of color i don't know what khaled is but you know fuck with this little dude so we're gonna see the same thing happen with him but um so like i said that was the purpose of the thread to show culture vultures right so this guy comes in my mentions talking about i don't know mark Wahlberg personally he loves people of color yada 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 i'm like what the fuck ever you know he's still just just going off tweeting up a goddamn storm i look at his page uh this guy has like 24 followers you know and then they all look like spam accounts and then he's following uh just weird shit right so i block him mute him this motherfucker comes back and he makes a whole new twitter profile and he follows one person which is barack obama and he has no followers and he used the same fucking screen name add some numbers to it to still try to make his argument so i just blocked that one and didn't mention the guy at all so that was the first kind of troll so you're gonna get those white folks trying to explain some shit the next kind of troll that i got was a fake feminist a black fake feminist she came in my mentions and said that never that in, uh, great thread on cultural appropriation but remember that black men let these culture vultures in so now we're blaming black men so this is going to fit her narrative of um black men are trash or the b mats that's that's what we're calling them now b mats okay so i just looked at that and i'm like i'm not even gonna go down that road because y'all know me on social media i don't argue with women at all and i don't do it you know face to face at all and things like that i'll have a healthy discussion or a debate or something like that but it's not going to turn into a full-fledged argument and i don't like i said i don't argue with women online that's just it just makes you look weak it just seems like you just uh and then at times you can come off as a bully as a man arguing with a woman online so and then then i just had a brother today talking about uh let me see what this nigga said um you man just love doing bullshit threads don't you and i'm like i don't i can't comprehend what you're saying you man just love doing bullshit threads don't you and there's no there's no bullshit about it and then he goes on to respond to the tweet he said what is wrong with the person changing black people abhor change somehow and he missed the purpose of the fucking thread so this just shows that common sense is not that common i said at the top of it is slum with blacks cash out and fade back to white so this negro apparently doesn't think that there's anything wrong with that niggas niggas and flies i do despise and so um there was another uh person that came into my mentions uh this guy he was like this is a bullshit thread some uh white rocker guy he was like look at darius rucker he's like he's a black guy making money off of white music i'm like darius rucker aka hootie from hootie and the blowfish has never done black music he did not start coming the game doing white music and then take his earnings and cash and all that and come back to being black. Darius Rucker is still out here doing fucking country ass music. So it doesn't fit the narrative. So the, again, common sense is not that common. 
and niggas and flies I do despise. And yes, white folks can be niggas too. Okay, so when I say that, don't just be thinking of, you know, a black person. So that was just something interesting I thought I would just talk about to kick the show off on the Summer Jam screen. So like I said, follow me on Twitter at Durags Boat Shoes um, or Hope Like Dope, either one. Um, I'm just I'm just learning to get better at Twitter. You know, like I said, I was taking these uh, I've been taking some uh, social media courses like marketing and things like that. So. I had only like 99 followers on the Durags and Boat Shoes um, Twitter page. The, the whole tweet thread got me up to about 158 in like two days. So, you know, just, uh, you know, follow my lead or, you know, if you know facts and things like that, you know, drop game on people. Just, you know, do a thread or something and then keep the hashtags going. If you're promoting, I would say to my fellow podcasters and things like that. And speaking of uh, fellow podcasters, I want to shout out my man Ricky Rawls, uh, T, a.k.a. Ricky Rawls. He has a podcast called Champagne Sharks. So look for that on SoundCloud. That is up there. This is a very brilliant brother, uh, very common sense, uh, uh, deep brother. Uh, he's You can find him on Twitter at uh, Ricky Rawls, I believe. Uh, that's what it is. Let me double check and make sure that's uh, cuz uh, Twitter handle. Very brilliant guy. Yeah, Ricky raw so r-a-w-l-s uh, yeah he has like i said the podcast is called uh, champagne sharks uh very very brilliant guy good dude and uh so check him out please and thank you so let's see what else we got to uh put up on that good old summer jam screen um we got uh this whole uh trump thing is just getting out of hand i feel like he has put another nail in his impeachment casket uh basically he fired you know uh comey the fbi director while he's under under federal investigation by the fbi uh, which is some wild shit but i don't want people to get distracted from what's actually happening you know with uh you know the cheeto in chief you know pretty much putting the nail in the coffin because you know the fbi can be pretty damn petty towards uh you know government officials including the president i feel like they have way more power than that because you know every fucking phone line is tapped and they can they can fuck some shit up uh remember during the civil rights era they created you know cointel pro um and then uh they were basically uh j edgar hoover he was going the fuck off like um found out that dr king you know was a womanizer uh supposedly then he would like send letters uh to coretta and uh to dr king's home and things like that to try to break up the civil rights movement uh just some real dirt ball shit so the fbi is pretty pretty uh petty um but don't let that stop you like i said distracting you from what's going on with attorney general jeff uh sessions so we have to look at um basically he came out and said that we're about to be tough on crime and you know what happens when uh they say let's be tough on crime this is petty drug offenses uh petty you know theft uh, just small minor offenses they're basically bringing back mandatory minimum sentences so instead of you normally getting a ticket for something and you know you could you know get probation or up to two or three years in jail you're gonna get that you know that two years in jail and uh this is very disgusting it feels like we are taking a step backwards and 
you know, it's, it's heartbreaking to see this. It's very heartbreaking to uh, see this. And uh, I see a lot of folks coming out talking about this is why people should have voted for Hillary, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, this is they're They are the ones pretty much who created these mandatory minimums and things and trying to be tough on crime and the whole crime bill. So you can't really use that argument at all. You know, if Hillary's a changed person, I don't know. She's still married to Bill. And, you know, Bill was still talking greasy when folks would call him out about the tough on crime bill. And he was saying it was your leaders, you know, black folks, leaders who, uh, you know, uh, endorsed this crime bill, which was a huge mistake by uh, not black leaders, but like folks who claim to be black leaders. We don't have no fucking leader. And so uh, uh, the former attorney general, uh, Eric Holder, he released a statement about it, uh, a memo saying that it was pretty much dumb on crime. And I guess I could read this verbatim. So he said the attorney general's unwise and ill-informed decision to reverse the progress being made in the Department of Justice's uh, criminal justice reform efforts ignores a rare bipartisan political consensus that is formed around sentencing reform and will take this nation back to a discredited past in removing the discretion I vested in the men and women of the Department of Justice to seek justice for the unique circumstances that each case presents. This administration reveals its lack of faith in their judgment and integrity. The policy announced today is not tough on crime. It is dumb on crime. It is an ideologically motivated cookie cutter approach that has only been proven to generate unfair long sentences that are often applied indiscriminately and do little to achieve long term public safety. Justice Justice Department's own data revealed just last year that since I implemented smart on crime policies in 2013, prosecutors have used the discretion I gave them to focus on more serious drug cases. The data showed that while they brought fewer indictments carrying a mandatory minimum sentence, the prosecutions of high-level drug defendants had risen and that cooperation and plea rates remained effectively the same, abandoning this evidence-based progress and turning back the clock to a discredited, emotionally motivated, ideological policy also threatens the financial stability of the federal criminal justice system. Uh, These uh, reversals will be both uh, substantively and financially uh, ruinous, uh, setting the department back on a track to gain to again spending one third of its budget on incarcerating people rather than preventing, detecting or investigating crime. Under the policy announced today, the money spent solely on incarceration would rise and lessen the ability of Department of Justice to hire prosecutors, agents and make grants to its state and local partners. The absurd uh, reversal is driven by voices who have not only been discredited, but until now have been relegated to the fringes of this debate. Congress can reverse these actions by enacting the criminal justice reform measures that were being considered as late as last year and that had the support of Republicans and Democrats, conservatives and progressives. If you sh- it should do so and ensure that criminal justice policy is designed for 21st century realities and not beholden to a failed 20th century ideology. Eric Holder, Eric H. Holder Jr. That was on May 12th. So he was speaking nothing but truth in there. So we're back to, you know, uh, the just say no th- shit, you know, from the late 80s and then early 90s from, you know, uh, Reagan, Bush to Clinton and then uh to you know bush jr for this mass incarceration which is some bullshit 
So uh, I just want my people to uh, be safe out there. Yes, um, that's, that's the main thing. Just please be safe uh, because we're going to be back in this police state. Uh, it's, it's trying to be tough on crime, but you know it's going to do nothing but target black people and brown people. That's that's pretty much what's going to happen. And uh, let's see if they're actually going to be tough on you know drug offenses at, out in the Appalachians. You know with these uh, this opioid uh, use and abuse of uh, prescription drugs. But you know that won't happen because so many people who back Jeff Sessions, you know, have a spouse or themselves are addicted to painkillers. So we'll see what happens. And then um, down in Texas, they tried to pass. They are passing some kind of Sandra Bland law. And you're thinking this is going to be something great, something good. And then all of a sudden you look at the bill and what's actually being, you know, passed on the legislation is about the mental health and well-being of inmates. So just helping inmates with mental health problems because they were trying to say that Sandra hung herself or, uh, you know, in the jail, which is some bullshit. She didn't. This woman uh, from her social media was a freedom fighter. Uh, she believed in justice for black folks. And all of a sudden you're talking about that she just hung herself in a jail. Nobody knows what the fuck is happening. So they ruled her death a suicide, which is some bullshit. So they pass another bullshit ass law that doesn't, you know, uh, bring uh, cops to justice or stops these uh, petty uh, offenses that lock folks so up. And... Uh, they're just focusing on uh, criminals with uh, so suspected criminals with mental health issues, which is some bullshit. I was going to put that in hope like dope, but I got to put something else on there. So uh, there's just a bunch of bullshit going around right now being passed law wise. So I don't want you guys to get distracted from seeing, uh, you know, the, the shit going on with uh, Trumpito, the Cheeto in chief and the Colt 45. Like, just pay attention to these actual lawmakers to see how that's going to affect you and your family and uh, i think that's all i got for the summer jam screen so hove what you got don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks all right thank you tyrone biggums uh moving on to selling hope like dope uh first things first uh we have to put the omaha police officers association's uh facebook page on selling hope like dope they just continue with the uh the propaganda machine so the brother deshaun cunningham was uh running for city council he's uh a, he was a candidate for this past uh he made it to the past the primaries you know and then on to the general election uh for uh i think it was I believe it was district three so shout out to that brother he's he's been a thorn in the omaha police department side for years and uh they they wrote this uh this thing on their twitter on their not twitter but facebook page um i don't know if this is official omaha police officers association page because it, it doesn't have that many likes on it or whatever let's see here um yeah it only has about seventeen thousand likes but i don't know if it's official but so they wrote this scathing thing and then they uh posted a picture of him with a handgun exercising his second amendment right and then him outside the courthouse with the ftp shirt which is for the people and then him at a rally uh a protest and it's just 
oh man and just reading some of this shit it's just it's bullshit you know this brother has had his legal troubles in the past but he's always been for the people um hence the name of his organization ftp and just a real good dude he doesn't take bullshit from the cops that's what it is and uh this brother knows his constitutional rights he educates other people about them and uh, that's something that the police do not like and i don't know who runs like i said who runs this account but they were trying to run a little smear campaign before the election or or the day of the elections to try to sway people from voting for him Uh, even though my brother uh, deshaun lost uh, he still he still woke people up showing that you know besides protesting and things like that you can you know attempt and may uh, be the change you know or attempt to change the system from within so shout out to that brother but the omaha police officers association facebook page i don't know what the fuck y'all out here doing uh just on you know, some old bullshit and some nonsense so fuck out of here and um let's see what else there has to be something else who's selling hope like dope this uh colin Hurd guy like he has to be trolling lately i've been seeing a bunch of uh his stuff on social media about how he's making this argument about how uh, lebron james is better than uh, michael jordan and will surpass him or has already surpassed michael jordan and without mike you don't have lebron you know without mike you don't have kobe and you know without i would say dr j you don't have mj you don't have a jordan you know what i'm saying so you always have to pay homage to those who came before you but this guy has to be trolling uh colin Hurd and nick wright then they're some fox sports analysts if you don't know but they it just it's just the dumbest shit like uh like nick wright had a quote saying someone needs to explain to come to me and explain to me what jordan is better at than lebron without saying the word six rings i'm not going to say six rings i will say michael jordan never lost in the finals lebron james has lost numerous times in the finals and you look at the teams that he had lebron james that he had <laughs> to win these titles to win his first title he had to team up with two other superstars like don't get it twisted d wade and chris bosh were superstars at the time and they created that super team and that's what that's what got kevin durant to go to fucking uh give him the testicular fortitude to go to the fucking uh golden state warriors so if they win it this year and they're not go spurs go um it's it's going to be an asterisk by it like i have an asterisk by lebron's first two titles with miami with his two titles in miami because you teamed with two fucking superstars to do it and then you got the young folks right thinking but what about scotty pippen scotty pippen was like drafted in the the bulls like the bulls mj like jerry Krause, rest in peace said on uh the vertical podcast that michael jordan was so arrogant and so uh, brash and so confident in himself that he felt that he didn't need to bring in another superstar player to help him win he wouldn't have did what lebron did or what kd is doing and you also have to look at mj being defensive player of the year but just off the strength of not losing a championship series to go six and oh you've been to the finals six times the nba finals the pinnacle of your whole fucking 
existence in the basketball world and to not lose not one of them amazing right so i i just feel like these guys are trolling they're trying to hype lebron up to some level they just drinking the kool-aid or something lebron is a great player i feel it's unfair to compare him to mj even though he came in the game wearing 23 and then he changed over to six two times three same thing you know six mj won six rings and then you know he came out talking about how many rings he was gonna win with miami and then he got his ass beat by my spurs and they sent his ass right back to cleveland and then he wrote that article in sports illustrated or had that interview or whatever and he said that being in miami was like his college experience so i don't even think lebron count them two rings tell you the truth the only real ring lebron has is the one from last season when they beat golden state and then they have to bring another star in an all-star i'm not gonna say a superstar but an all-star in kevin love to help win this thing again having to bring stars in to help him win that's just okay it's whatever so i can see making a great trade like uh when they brought dennis rodman in for those last uh titles and you know to deal with uh centers and the power forwards and small forwards and for him to be a rebounding giant uh but what people don't know back in the day like dennis rodman you know after he was with my spurs and things like that he was pretty much just a mess off the court so they just took a risk and you know mj was pretty firm with everybody on what we need to do and what they need to do to win and it happened but this herd this the show was called the herd on fox sports and so i think i thought that was it then another uh video popped up and it was uh colin Hurd talking about that michael jordan never beat a great team in the nba finals now he beat magic and the lakers for the first one uh for the second one uh he beat the portland trailblazers and that had clyde drexler on there uh cliff robinson just it had a ton of shooters a ton of great people great scores on the portland trailblazers and that year people were saying that clyde drexler was better than mj which was a mistake so mj took that as a challenge and that's when he hit all them threes and hit the shoulder shrug on right it was nine or seven or nine threes he hit and uh, in a game he was just on fire and then and then for the third title he beat the phoenix suns which had the league mvp charles barkley and charles barkley proclaimed that god himself wanted them to win that title and MJ was like, nah, son, that ain't gonna happen. So MJ comes back, right? So they get blown out in the Eastern uh, semis, or was it the first round by Penny and Shaq, right? When he came back wearing the 4 5, everybody's like, yo, that ain't Mike, that ain't Mike. Mike came back with the 23 the next year and went on, beat the Magic, and then uh, went on to face, uh, who was it? It was. Supersonics, yeah, the Supersonics 95 96 was the Supersonics with uh, Gary Payton, the glove, and Sean Kemp. You had Detlef Shrimp, who was a deadly shooter, and Dale Ellis, who was a deadly shooter. That was a great team coming out the West. How can you not say one of the greatest, arguably one of one of the greatest point guards in NBA history, Gary Payton, and one of the greatest one-on-one -on -one defenders, Gary Payton? You look at MJ's numbers. MJ's numbers sucked in the finals, and that was part and due to Gary Payton. But still, that was a great team that that Bulls beat, right? And um, 
I don't know if Gary Payton's in the Hall of Fame yet, but he will be. Great, great point guard. And then, 97 and 98, he beat the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz had two Hall of Famers and a league MVP in Carl Malone. So, yeah, Carl Malone and uh, another uh, Hall of Famer, John Stockton, another very great point guard, one of the best, and I think he's the all-time, I believe he's the all-time assist leader. So, tell me, Colin, what are you talking about that Michael Jordan never beat a great team in the finals? He His first title win was against Magic. And the Lakers, it was the changing of the guard right then and there. It went from being Larry Bird's and MJ and uh, MJ's and Magic Johnson's league to Air Jordan's league from the '90s. Ruled the fucking '90s. I I just I do not understand this trolling on a like it just has to be like clickbait to me being a basketball fan this is the equivalent of like fox news you know with this guy trolling so hard and just telling these lies but the omaha uh, police association on facebook he's selling hope like dope got these uh these flyover state people who who i live in the same damn state with you got them gassed up off this bullshit ass hope and then the herd if you watch that show like i'm always seeing it uh just posted on my facebook and i know people just want to start a debate for the day but the, the herd selling hope like dope just goddamn, just get out of here with that dirty dope this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l Alright, so moving on to Hold This L this week. Uh, holding This L is has to be anybody, it's a couple of folks, actually quite a few folks, anybody who ever said that my Spurs team was boring and not fun to watch. If you guys watched this past Houston Rockets series, uh, the San Antonio Spurs did the damn thing. And then in that final uh, was that game? Uh, was that game uh, five that uh, Manu Ginobili uh, blocked a James Harden shot at the last second? Very nail biting. And then I don't know what happened in uh, game six. That was just an ass whooping, though. I mean, James Harden came out crazy, just passing and looking off and just doing dumb shit. I don't know if he was just like. Yo, fuck this. I don't want to do a game seven. And if we win in San Antonio, we got to go on and face Golden State. Nah, bro, I got shit to do. That's what it seemed like. It seemed like he was like, I got shit to do. Then you start seeing all these uh, these sports fans and uh, like legit um, exec, like uh, not executives, but uh, uh, broadcasters or sports writers. Uh, one guy tweeted that NBA's exec said, has any player been... Um, investigated for a uh, point shaving and shit like that because it looked like james harden was playing like the mob came to him was like if you don't throw this fucking game i'm gonna break both your knees and i'm gonna shave your beard so i don't know what happened that game because he he didn't come out you know gunning threes he didn't come out attacking the paint he 
just came out trying to be a facilitator and this is do or die so uh i think james harden is about that money you know he cashed out and he's like eh, had a good run like i'm in fucking houston texas the home of big booty strippers you know so he could just be at home just chilling cashing out combing his beard uh but yeah uh if you thought the san antonio spurs were born you really gotta hold this l then also people who did not vote in the city of omaha i don't know what the fuck happened uh, we had a mayoral race this past tuesday and we had heath mellow uh he was running against uh mayor mean gene stothard and you guys have heard me uh, voice my concerns about mean gene stothard many a times and this guy heath mellow he wasn't perfect but he was a great candidate to lead omaha in a new direction he has some very uh, progressive ideas as far as uh, making the city council transparent. Had some great ideas for uh, neighborhoods, basically linking up on uh, social media and things of that sort, uh, and kind of you know policing themselves. And uh, just he, he just seemed like a very good guy, but I think that Heath Mello was uh, too progressive, too ethnic looking, and uh, his name sounded like a candy bar. So I, you know, and. The thing is, which is so fucking crazy, North Omaha and East Omaha voted for him, you know, hands down. But Republicans who live in West Omaha in the white flight areas, uh, they they showed up and showed out and voted for Mean Gene Stothard. And everybody from the furthest East Omaha to damn near to uh, Council Bluffs all the way out to fucking Elkhorn on 204th Street will tell you that Omaha... It sucks at you know uh, getting these streets cleaned up and dealing with potholes and shits of that source and then so many people are were complaining once uh mean gene extended the uh parking rates uh the parking hours to weekends and till what nine o'clock on uh on weekdays that is too fucking long so from like 8 a.m to like 9 p.m or is it, it might be 8 to 8 but whatever it is it's too damn long yeah i think it's till 9 it's too damn long to be charging for parking downtown and then so you create a whole new task force of people because you're generating so much revenue from uh from uh these uh these parking tickets so you have to create a whole new task force and that's just putting a more stretch on uh people's pockets and she never got rid of the uh, restaurant tax like she said she would and uh heath mellow actually had a great plan to kind of phase out the restaurant tax and it was basically um to keep you know just kind of dwindling it down until you know after four years it, we wouldn't need it anymore just kind of phase it out you know keep reducing it and then just phase the damn thing out and uh you know i don't want to hear anybody complaining about these streets i don't want to hear anybody complaining about you know these fucked up ass policies or property taxes here in douglas county or in the state of nebraska or wherever i just don't want to hear anybody complaining who didn't fucking vote i don't want to hear anybody complaining about the restaurant tax because that's one thing that it, that i hate that fucking sucks getting charged an extra two percent you know on top of the 
uh seven or seven and a half percent that we already being charged for taxes you know for city tax or whatever the fuck you want to call it and then get to get charged almost 10 percent of your bill in taxes so you see like two tax rates you're like what the fuck the city been surviving for years without having this special tax and then it got implemented it's just like oh we got this surplus of money we just got so much money yes because you created a fictional ass tax that nobody signed on and agreed to and now we're just paying it and it fucking sucks i know you say it's only two percent but you're in a city of uh basically uh half a million people and you yeah you charging people two percent of everything that they purchase at a store not a store but a fast food place or a restaurant some shit like that you're going to generate a lot of fucking money so that's why we always uh they're always bragging about how we can balance the budget and we still got so much money left over is because you're just taking an extra two percent from the fucking people and what what sucked was that oh not even a hundred thousand people showed up to vote we have almost half a million people in the city of omaha and not even a hundred thousand people showed up to fucking vote that fucking sucks like this like everything that these candidates do it affects you directly they could you know make a motion for something and it could happen a, you know a couple months later and you're like oh what the fuck happened well you didn't vote you know they could introduce another fucking tax like a three percent tax on you know parking downtown or some shit so you pay the meter and then you gotta pay tax on top of that they could do some shit like that to you I don't know it's just it just it just sucks like it was heartbreaking just seeing that she wins and she she's very old school she's very republican just you know it just feels like this country is going backwards you know you had a great candidate progressive guy only thing that I would press Heath Mellow on is you know stop having this idea politicians need to stop having this idea and I know why they have it but thinking that putting more cops on the street is going to stop crime you go to the highest you know uh, crime ridden area and you have the most police and ain't shit being solved you know because they're doing nothing but just collecting money for the county that's it that's what it breaks down to is just collecting more money for the city and for the county that's all that it breaks down to when you have so many cops and so many tickets being written $300 weed tickets $125 parking violation tickets or going to court not had because you didn't because your tags are expired or something like that or you don't even have your tags and then you have to look at the goddamn and uh the, the goddamn road tax here the roads are shitty and you telling me i buy a twenty thousand dollar vehicle and then to get my plates and insurance well not plates but get it plated and registered in the county i gotta give you two thousand dollars i gotta give you damn near ten percent of what i paid for the vehicle get the fuck out of here like if you have great credit and you know you put like a thousand bucks down and you're getting a twenty thousand dollar vehicle and you really don't have that much money but you got great credit how the fuck are you supposed to afford to get your damn plates that's why so many people was going up to that uh gas station i ain't gonna say where and getting fake plates and fake stickers and tags or faking transits because the road tax is fucking ridiculous here and the roads are fucking pieces of shit 
and Heath Miller was talking about how he really wanted to change that and how that road tax puts a stress on people and not any you can think that it's black folks but me just giving that example I know people who make the same amount as me you know mid 50s a year and they couldn't get their plates for like a whole damn year because they bought a brand new truck but they couldn't afford their fucking plates they couldn't so they were riding around on their old plates riding dirty until their taxes hit till they got their tax refund so tell me how somebody making damn near 60 grand a year can't afford to pay you know the fucking road tax and to register their fucking vehicle it's absurd and these roads are fucking horrible there are people in uh parts of the city who uh basically have like these gravel kind of roads and they got these crazy ass potholes and the neighbor he is fixing these potholes himself he is filling in these potholes it is the craziest shit ever like why does a man have to go out and fix the potholes in his own neighborhood when you're paying so much in road tax when you when damn from that so let's say the two thousand dollars that you pay for the twenty thousand dollar vehicle to uh register and plate your car about let me say uh probably about maybe shit uh of that two thousand dollars probably about three quarters of it maybe a little less uh, i'm not gonna say three quarters but i'm gonna say oh well i could say about three quarters of it goes towards the road tax craziest shit ever you look at that road tax and just how much it takes you and you're like well what are we doing about these roads so like i said he's mellow had a plan for that and then like I, I just i really don't get it it feels like this whole country is going backwards but i feel like you know, black folks who just mind a business, you know, we need to work on each other and work on building each other and building ourselves up and getting to that point where we can step to the government to get our reparations. That's how I honestly feel as a whole that we need to do. We also need to get on the same damn page. But this is just speaking to the people of Omaha. What the fuck was y'all thinking? Not just showing up to vote. Like I said, less than 100,000 people showed up to vote in a city of almost half a million. Y'all gotta hold this L. You win. Perfect. All right, so moving on to not all heroes wear capes. Have to give this to the students at Bethune-Cook University uh, for not putting up with Betsy DeVos bullshit. Um, she came to speak at the students for their graduation and they booed her and they turned their backs to her. Then the old coon ass dean came out talking about uh, if this continues, your degrees will be mailed to you. So and the fuck what? Uh, it's, it's, it's really time to uh, just start shunning these old coons who just want you to be thankful and uh, to they on that uh, this these some these some good white folks type shit and this whole Trump regime is you know it was birthed off of uh, racism bigotry sexism xenophobia so nobody's gonna put up with this shit you know uh, I know a lot of these older black folks just want you to suffer peacefully and just try to you know go along to get along but fuck all that and shout out to every single one of them graduates at Bethune Cook University not all heroes wear capes some of y'all wear a cap and gown and y'all go to Bethune Cook University much love and respect to all of y'all so 
moving on to health over wealth you know what i say without your health you can't enjoy your wealth so this uh portion is just basically about following your dreams and your goals and i am going to tell you your dreams and your goals are only meant for you just you and you only don't expect other folks to understand your goal and understand your vision uh, i will give you the example of me myself uh, you know, uh, like I said at the beginning of the show years ago, you know, four or five years ago, five years ago, I was saving up for a house. And, uh, you know, I was telling my lady who's now my wife about, you know, what I plan on doing and all this other stuff. And if she's going to take this ride with me, you know, I would love for her to do that. Um, you know, but until then, I'm going to keep on grinding, saving this money. Uh, because of the situation you know if it didn't work out between us luckily it did uh you know i was still gonna be on my grind and trying to obtain a house because honestly one of my life goals was to own a home have own ownership because that is the first step to op that's the quickest way and the one of not the easiest but the uh most conventional way to build wealth right especially generational wealth is to obtain a home and you know what wealth is it's the money you have left over you know after you pay all your bills all your needs are met and uh you know something you can store away for a rainy day and something that you can pass down and a home is that's the first thing to build in generational wealth right so like i said i'm up here grinding on two jobs you know there was times where you know she was asking why am i doing this and i'm like yo we gotta get this house money and things like that and i, th I felt like at times there was you know she didn't understand what was going on uh, but you know once we got married and she uh saw how much money that was saved up and uh threw on that bank account she was like oh shit this guy is really real about this and uh you know it after she saw the results of all the grinding and shit like that she jumped on the money train too you know i put her up on game on how to basically pay yourself first and uh you know now we're at the point where you know we got this great house and you know one of my life goals were met and uh you know it was a beautiful thing to have her uh do that with me um so that so like i said i closed earlier this week on tuesday and then wednesday my in-laws came down i took the the day off from the plantation because it i needed to clean out the old apartment and things like that I'm trying to get my deposit back trying to get our deposit back from our downtown apartment and uh, so uh my my lady's parents came in my in-laws and they uh you know helped uh you know unpack some uh, stuff and help uh, clean out the kitchen because the guy we bought the house from it was a single guy and uh he pretty much he left so much stuff in there including uh some dirt and filth so we just been clean so we were cleaning like crazy i had the uh cable people come out and the uh security guy to set up a home security system you know to give me peace of mind when my wife is here or uh, by herself and when you know because a lot of times I work late nights and also you know when uh, we're both going uh, you know just to protect our assets and what we have you know and to give both of us a peace of mind so guys install it he comes in and my in-laws are in the kitchen because the way that you come in through the house most folks come in through the garage or the back door leads right into the kitchen because we're sitting on about an acre of land and our house is very far back it's a huge front yard huge backyard but the front door is just so far back from the street you know it's just like 
you know, there's no point because the driveway leads right up into the back of the house and the, where the carport is. And so the guy comes in and he's talking to my in-laws. He was like, hey, which one of you are Adrian? You know, you got, got you set up for this uh, security system. And my in-laws are like, oh, he's, he's out there. And the, I was in the living room doing something. So the guy comes in and he's like, hey, you're Adrian. And I'm like, yes. And he's like, okay, I got you set up for this package, you know, with the video camera and this many sensors and all this other stuff, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, yep, cool. And he's like, oh, is, are those the owners in the kitchen? I was like, no, you're actually looking at the owner. And he just stopped. He's like, oh, oh, okay, okay. And so you know, with my in-laws and, you know, my wife, uh, they're white. And so he just assumed that I was renting this big ass house. He didn't think that, you know, we purchased it. Me and the wife purchased it. And he, it just blew his mind. And this guy is from Council Tucky, Council Bluffs. The, the guy's installing the security system. And his whole demeanor just changed. It wasn't like like a disrespectful thing. It was just like a, just a level of respect. He was just like, oh, okay. And then, you know, he started, you know, asking me questions about, you know, when did I buy and clothes and things like that? And I was like, oh, just yesterday and things like that. And I, you know, told him how much it cost and he was just shocked, you know, by how much it cost and things of that sort. But uh, he was just stunned. Like you, like you, like he looked like that painting of, uh, what, what is it? A Van Gogh painting of like the, the, the ghost or the screaming person just holding his, like his mouth was just wide open. Like he just didn't believe that, this young black man could you know afford a house like this and me and the wife can and we did you know so that was that was a great feeling you know and then he uh had to bring in a couple of big wigs because there was already a security system in place so he could piggyback off that then i got a great deal on that so these other two big wigs came in and they did the same thing they thought that my in-laws were the owners and then they came at me and they're like oh and the other guy i had on the a's hat because he used to be a huge a's fan and also my name's adrian so naturally of course i'm gonna be an a's fan so i used to but i stopped following baseball back in I don't say about 2012, but anyways, I was a huge A's fan, so I got on my A's hat, and the guy, one guy had the audacity to ask me if I played for the A's. He was just like, hey, you look like a ball player. Did you used to play for the A's or, you know, semi-pro baseball or anything? I'm like, no, no, I'm just a trucker. You know, I drive over the road, and I'm pretty, pretty good with my money, thanks to my grandma. I love you, grandma. And so I just want, I just want you guys to know that just from me telling this story of me purchasing this house and you know there's a million and one things to do uh but i reached a goal i reached one of my life goals and i want you guys to do the same thing i know a lot of y'all out there grinding doing what you can and uh doing what you need to do so you always do what you need to do uh to do what you want to do you know I, I never lost sight of the goal there was many a times like when i was doing trash i was working at a food warehouse and all that money that i made at the food warehouse went straight into my savings account and you know i i i didn't have a debit card for that account didn't have a checking account you know linked to that savings account so i couldn't transfer money over and for years uh about uh but four out of those five years i had my paychecks from my main job uh, loaded on to uh, like a prepaid card 
just so and it didn't give me the ability to transfer money from my savings over to that account because i knew you know if i could add that much ease i could you know be dibbling dabbling and you know buying me a, a pair of you know thousand dollar sneakers on ebay or some bullshit like that it was just you know it forced me to discipline myself and you know i always had it on my vision board my vision board is actually on my phone uh but now i'm to the point where i've reached you know one of my life's goals and this now i just feel like what's next for me you know uh what is next for me and the wife uh what what else can we work towards together because uh like i said this last year i'm creeping up on a year of being married it's been a beautiful thing just uh seeing how focused she is with me and uh she's going to uh, graduate school to boost her professional career and uh things of that sorts and um I'm working on things too and uh you know I'm just excited to see where this goes and uh and I'm excited for this chapter of sharing this home uh with somebody I love and uh I want you guys out there to keep following your dreams and like I said sometimes you have to play them close to your chest until you start you know until you share your dream with somebody because not everybody's going to get your vision and everybody will not get it um but you know once you start producing those results then you can start telling people about your goals and dreams but it has to be somebody that you love and you trust you know you can't just tell everybody because then some folks are haters and they'll put out some bad energy so always play it close to your chest then once those results start coming in boom there it is it's kind of like a homeboy said uh on social media that he had a something built like some he got married and he was a player but he was always talking about stay low and build and that's what it is you know you play it close to your chest and then boom you just pop out with the result so you know i know y'all got dreams out there you got goals but you actually have to work towards them and that's what i want y'all to continue to do and like i said i'm sorry about the weight but uh you know i was out here just trying to uh you know check something off my bucket list and i did and it feels damn good uh this podcast was one of them we celebrated what two years of this podcast since 20 about april of 2015 here we are may of 2017 and uh you know thankful for everybody who's uh been a part of the show uh people who listen and people who give me feedback good or bad right or wrong uh you know it's nothing but love and respect to you uh but all my listeners i just really want y'all to write your goals down follow them because they can be achieved if you're willing to work for them and always keep them in your sight always it has to be a constant reminder every day getting up every day going to work know that you're working for something you know and you have to work towards something and always remember to pay yourself first you treat yourself like a bill you know always always pay yourself first and that just means putting that money aside into your savings account and doing something dope at the end of the year you know maybe take a trip or you know uh use that as a down payment on the house or work on your credit get your credit built up and have it nice and shiny get up in them 700s and then you know boom go and get you a nice crib or you know do something else fly with it or get you a business loan and start up that business you know so follow your dreams please because you only got one life i ain't met nobody that's ever been reincarnated i know y'all ain't either so you do the best that you can do and do what you need to do to do what you want to do so much love and respect to y'all and i will see y'all next week definitely one